We live in an ever-changing world where each day spawns new challenges that inundate our news and social media outlets, often provoking public opinion and debates. Unfortunately, these conversations can spill into the workplace where they serve more as distractions that disrupt productivity, as well as threaten work relationships among team members. Most conversations in the workplace are fairly benign, but occasionally they can become heated, so you'll need to know how to redirect them before they escalate into uncomfortable situations. So in this episode of HR Party of One, we'll define various types of polarizing conversation topics and share suggestions for respectfully redirecting them. Plus, we'll provide some helpful ways you can coach managers so they can effectively handle inappropriate conversations. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of how you can recognize and redirect polarizing conversations in order to create a more harmonious workplace. We'll discuss what polarizing conversations are and employment laws that impact them how to coach managers to effectively handle inappropriate conversations, and some key phrases to help redirect polarizing conversations. Let's dive in. What polarizing conversations are and employment laws that impact them? Simply put, any conversation that creates a disruption in the work environment and takes employees away from their collective team goals and objectives is considered polarizing. Such topics may include the latest developments in politics, the economy, or whatever may be trending on social media at the time. People are deeply rooted in their opinions, and it doesn't take much for a friendly conversation to turn sour and escalate into an ugly situation, not only for those engaging, but for others around them who are witnessing the dispute. Other polarizing communication, which is more personal in nature, includes those discussions or comments that offend or hurt team members as well as other employees within the organization. Specifically, jokes or gossip that speak to those characteristics protected by the Equal Employment Opportunity Act of 1972 and include race, color, religion, national origin and sexual orientation may alienate employees and create divisions among team members. Left unaddressed, polarizing communication can intensify and contribute to a hostile work environment where employees who feel targeted or victimized may exercise their right to legal action. So it's a good idea as an employer to be up to date on employment law. Here are a few important federal laws that you need to familiarize yourself with. I'll provide a brief overview of each and put some in the description so you can dive deeper into them. The Equal Employment Opportunity Act of 1972. This federal law defines harassment as unwelcome conduct rooted in someone's age, color, disability, national origin, race, religion, or sex. Therefore, derogatory remarks or even jokes that center around these categories would be considered offensive and unacceptable in the workplace. Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Simply put, Title VII of the Civil Rights Act prohibits discrimination based on national origin. It also defines national origin harassment as harassment that includes ethnic slurs, ridicule, intimidation, workplace graffiti, 
physical violence, and other offensive conduct directed towards an individual because of their birthplace, ethnicity, culture, language, dress, or accent. So conversations in the workplace that are negative in nature and center around an employee's national origin are considered polarizing communication and should never be tolerated. Age Discrimination and Employment Act of 1967. In addition to protecting people aged 40 and older from discrimination in the workplace, the ADEA also prohibits the harassment of workers because of their age. Inappropriate conversation in this context could revolve around one's appearance and abilities, or it could manifest in vengeful discussion based on erroneous assumptions. For example, an older employee earns a promotion over someone younger and the younger employee assumes that age was the driving factor. The Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act of 2008. Title II of GINA prohibits employment discrimination based on an individual's genetic information. Furthermore, it prohibits harassment on the basis of that genetic information, which can take the form of offensive and derogatory comments, that are sufficiently severe or pervasive to create a hostile work environment. An example of this would be if someone in the workplace learns about a health issue that affects a coworker and then either makes negative remarks about it to the coworker or to other employees. The best way to handle polarizing conversations is to prevent them from happening in the first place. Let's take a look at some preventative steps you can take in your organization to diffuse a controversial topic before it arises. How do you coach managers to effectively handle inappropriate conversations? First up, culture guides. Maintaining harmony and balance within your organization begins by being proactive and documenting controversial expectations. Ideally, your organization will already have in place a culture guide where you'll set a clear tone for respectful, acceptable behavioral expectations when it comes to communication, whether it be person to person, via email or phone, or through social media platforms. In addition, you'll want to include steps to be taken should communications issues arise. Here at Bernie Portal, our culture guide outlines our organization's policies and procedures, and every employee reviews it in depth with their managers during the onboarding process. It contains specific sections that speak directly to our organization's anti-harassment and social media policies that provide clear expectations of acceptable and unacceptable behavior in the workplace. We also use our HRIS, Bernie Portal, to document all team members that have read and signed that they agree to the terms of these policies. If you'd like more information about our culture guide here at Bernie Portal, or if you'd like to create one like it, I'll put some resources in the description below. Manager training. Though all employees should undergo initial training about your organization's policies and procedures, the managers or accountability partners, as we call them here at Bernie Portal, should undergo additional training so they'll acquire the skills that will enable them to handle sensitive situations. As an HR party of one, you are responsible for quality assurance of culture, but ultimately managers are responsible for preserving a balanced culture within their teams. 
Here at Burning Portal, our accountability partners participate in Accountability Partner Day, or AP Days, which consist of full-day training sessions on coaching, professional development, and tactical leadership. The sessions focus primarily on tough scenarios that APs may encounter in the workplace, and through role play, they learn how to effectively manage those situations. At the very least, you'll want to offer some training to your managers that will provide them with the tools and confidence needed to address, diffuse, or redirect controversial issues immediately before they turn ugly. This training ought to center around recognizing conversations that could distract employees from reaching their work goals and knowing when to step in and deflect them. In addition, managers should be well-versed in matters of diversity, equity, and inclusion. DE&I training. Weekly one-on-ones. But training is not a one-and-done deal. It must be ongoing to ensure that lessons learned aren't lost. Here at Burning Portal, training is coupled with weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings between team members and their APs. An agenda is set prior to each meeting and could include a review of training elements, as well as any real-life situations that occur between employees. At the conclusion of each meeting, team members will then write and post in Burning Portal a summary of the discussion points where they'll be available for future reference. This is a great way for APs to reflect and improve their skills. And one of those skills will be learning how to redirect inappropriate conversations. Let's dive a little deeper into what this looks like. Manager check-ins. In conjunction with AP Day, Organizational Success, what we call our HR party of one, holds manager check-ins three times per year. You should implement your own schedule. In our initial communication, we first remind managers why we do them to help guard Burning Portal culture, to serve as quality assurance to keep our teams on track, and to help managers by cross-pollinating ideas we see across the team. Second, we explain what managers should expect from the meeting. We outline that we'll review the manager's one-on-one -on -one agenda transcripts to focus on key takeaways and areas of improvement. Then other agenda items that might be applicable during that time of the year. And finally, manager manuals. Creating a manager manual is a great way to ensure that your managers are all on the same page when carrying out their roles. It will ensure consistent employee experiences, streamlined tasks, and standardized management. In short, a manager manual is a comprehensive handbook that codifies standards, best practices, and other logistics managers need to know at your organization. Great manager manuals include instructions for interviewing job candidates, how the company welcomes new hires, the logistics behind employee terminations, and other important information like communications templates. Great manager manuals are also more than static documents. They're open to changes depending on updates within the organization, and they'll easily be available for managers to revisit time and again. When someone at Burning Portal becomes a manager, they're given access to our manager manual, which they're empowered to use as needed. It's a training and reference tool all in one. What are some key phrases to redirect inappropriate conversations? One of the essential skills that management will need to acquire involves redirecting inappropriate conversations that are headed into a dangerous zone. The key is to acknowledge the individual without appearing combative. 
Here are some key phrases that will respectfully move the conversation in a different direction or diffuse it altogether. Let's focus on. Let's focus on is great because it's a quick and benign means to redirecting the conversation to the task at hand, whether it's a meeting, training, or even a specific task. I'm not comfortable discussing this. What's the next agenda item? Here you're gently letting the individual know that they've overstepped their boundaries while at the same time refocusing the group back to the task at hand. I'd like to move on. Simple and to the point. And if an individual persists, you could follow up with either of the previous two phrases. This is an important conversation, but can we revisit it after we discuss X? You're acknowledging the individual and allowing the conversation to take place but not before taking care of business. I respect your opinion, but I'm not comfortable talking about this at work. Again, you're acknowledging the individual while setting boundaries about the inappropriate conversation. Hopefully these examples will successfully redirect any polarizing conversations that may arise. But if they don't, be sure to have procedures in place to address the next steps, including disciplinary actions. At the end of the day, you want to maintain a positive and compatible work environment where all employees feel comfortable and productive. Remember, your role is as strategic as you make it.